The following is brought to you by the Starfleet Podcast Network, SPN, The Spin. This is Big J with Beyond Trek Podcast, and I'm here with John Paladin. Now, you'll have to help me out with this because I was looking at your Facebook profile, looking up some uh, other info on you. And am I right in saying that you primarily do the the makeup effects at the conventions for for people? But now I think you do or you have done actual Star Trek in production work. Is that right? Uh, I do the the convention makeup for uh, Robert O'Reilly, J.P. Hertzler, uh, Robin Curtis, uh, Chase Masterson, Matt, Max Grudenchik, and uh, uh, Casey Biggs, and Gwyneth Doris sister, Beethoven. Um, uh, and I did a couple of, uh, uh, internet movies, uh, Star Trek Gods and Men and Star Trek Katama. And that's it. <laughs> so let's hear this first. How did you get into the makeup artist and designer part for Star Trek? Uh, I belong to a uh, Star Trek fan club, uh, Klingon fan club, uh, for a lot of years, and then uh, <clears throat> ran uh, my own convention for three years <clears throat> and brought in uh, uh, Robert O'Reilly, the first guest, <clears throat> and uh, William Campbell, one of the original Klingons. And then the next year, uh, J.T. Hertzler came in. And then the next year, uh, Mary Kay Adams, who uh, doesn't act anymore. She was uh, Grilka in uh, DS9. I think the episode was House of Cork. And, uh, I believe you're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not long after that, uh, Bob and Jim G. asked me to do their... Uh, their makeup at the conventions when when they came in and recreate their characters on stage. And that's how that all got started. Well, now doing that on stage, for example, for the actual actors, you dress them up on stage, put in, put on their makeup right there on the stage. No, no, no. Uh, the, uh, uh, we, we do their makeup. Uh, they get into their costumes. And then they, uh, they're taken down to the stage and then they, they go out on stage and they do their, their presentation. And the only one that I actually put makeup on, on stage, um, was Susie Plaxon. Okay. And that, that was a set, uh, skit that, that she, uh, wrote and, and, uh, uh, put together. And part of the, the whole deal was turning her into, uh, Taylor on stage. Uh, she has a, uh, uh, an audio, uh, a presentation now that's available on her Facebook site about the poor dead Kaylar. And, uh, uh, it's, it's fabulous. It's interesting. 
it's wonderful. Uh, uh, he's just one of a kind uh, with talent that uh, that goes far beyond the screen. <laughs> uh, he's a wonderful singer, a great writer, and just an all-around hell of a great entertainer. Oh, that's excellent. So do you have a favorite, a favorite person that you do the makeup for, uh, one that maybe not so much is easier one, but one that you just, you, you like doing more than any, any of the others? Uh, no, I like everybody uh, that I work with. I, I mean, in, reg- in regards to makeup application. That that's well, that's what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, you know, I just I've been doing swingouts for what 20, 25, 30 years. <laughs> so it's uh that's that's uh, uh that that that's my grounding point. That's that's where it all began and, and I like doing it. Each makeup application is great, it's fun, I enjoy doing them all. Probably the hardest one, not really the hardest one. But the most intricate one to do so far is uh, a Kardashian. Um, that's because there's, there's so many pieces involved in it. Curious. Kardashian makeup is more involved than the Klingons. And that's, I'm surprised to hear that because to me, it seems like, at least when you see it on screen, it would appear that, and as I'm saying that, I, I realize that. With the Klingons, most of it is just the forehead ridge area, maybe nose. But for the Cardassians, you've got the whole head thing, sides, neck. Okay, so I can see where that would be more involved in in doing that. Yeah, uh, the Cardassian is forehead, nose, chin, ears, and neck. Wow. So that's a lot. I'm sure whenever you get to Cardassian, you're probably thinking, oh, God, really? Not today. Oh, I, think I, I think this is this, this is going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to take longer because there's more pieces uh, to put on and blend in. Uh, uh, but I, I have a great time doing it all. So it's, uh, uh, the more the merrier. Right. When you're doing the onstage makeup, how long an average does it take to do that? It, the, uh, it depends. Really, on, on the schedule of the convention, you know, they, you, you, they're allotted so much time on stage, which is anywhere between an hour or 45 minutes. Uh, and it takes time to get them into the makeup and get them out of the makeup. And, uh, uh, they want, you know, by the time they're done, they want to get out of the makeup, uh, as quickly as possible. Getting into makeup, depending on the schedule, uh, Usually it's about an hour. Cardassian's uh, a little bit longer because it's a little more uh, uh, involved in it. Uh, but there are uh, after doing it for so many times, I, I've got it. I got it down to the fine. So it's uh, certainly quicker for you because oh, yeah. a- after you do it so many times, it just gets faster and faster. It's 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 done for uh, it. If, if, if I were putting them in the makeup for filming, uh, it would take between uh, two and three hours for somebody with a Klingon and, and at least three hours for a Kardashian because, you know, you're, you're going for total that quality for filming. 
but you don't need that for for this for this stage presentation. You, you get as close and set as possible, and and uh, it usually nine times out of ten it works. Uh, the tenth time it takes a little bit longer because the makeup fights, but or at least fights. But anyway, uh, it all works out. What gave you the idea to do this in the convention circuit to do the onstage makeup uh, setup? Well, well, involving me, it's, it's, uh, uh, Bob and JG just sat down and decided one day, you know, why, why don't we do our, our characters on stage? Can't be that bad. Can't be that involved. Can't be that, that tricky. And, and who would have said John to our makeup? And, okay. They asked. And I said, sure. Yeah. Okay. So it was that simple. That's as easy That's as it simple. needs to be. Yeah. 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 Not rocket science. Right. Are you are you involved in any of the newer productions of Trek no. with uh, any of that? Okay. No, I've never worked for Paramount. Let's let's get that right out there. Gotcha. Right off the Um, I only do the uh, the convention makeup um, when it's allowed. When when uh, they can do it. Uh, of course, now with the strike going on, it, it's. Uh, uh, you, you can't do any of that stuff. So that's okay. You can't even apply. You can't do makeup setup for a convention due not to. The not to the answer. Wow. Man. You can't, you can't do it anyway unless, uh, unless, uh, a paramount says, yeah, okay, they, they can do their makeup, uh, their characters at this convention or, or, or whatever. Those are pretty far reaching rules and regulations that you, yeah. because that was brought into question. Were you at STLV this, this past year? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to go there so bad, but I, I was not able to get it in the budget, which is a shame. I'm going to try for next year, but I had heard, and this came up pretty, not too far away from the convention was that there were several panels that were, I don't want to say in jeopardy, that might be too strong of a word, but it kind of became an unknown at the, at that time of, well, what can we actually do here with these panels and with the actors? Because there was so much that they couldn't talk about. And then did you find yourself with restrictions on what you could do, what you could do on your end that made anything different from prior years? Um, not really. I did the makeup for Michael Westmore. He did a, a stage presentation and uh, he was worried about what he was going to be able to say and, and, and what he couldn't say. And then we found out at the last minute, <clears throat> uh, we were going to put one of the actors in the makeup and it came down. No, you are not. They, they can't get in the makeup. And, uh, and not only that, you can't put anyone into a, into a Star Trek character. Uh, and uh, anything that was seen in any of, the, any of the shows, any of the movies, and uh, uh, Mike uh, called me and he said, what are we going to do? And I said, don't worry. We haven't figured it out. That's okay. No sweat. He said, well, we got it. We got, I said, I got it covered. I've already, I've already got the, the appliance uh uh, coming to me, I'm taking her and and I just, just don't tell anybody what we're going to do. But it'll be within the confines 
of what uh, of what the union says you can and can't do. And when I went out there on stage, he talked about his fandom history, stayed away from anything Star Trek, and uh, I applied uh, a lizard face to a, a one of the convention doors. She was she was great about it. She loved it, and uh, just it looked like a big gecko, which is you know, and I just. Uh, the only thing that uh, Mike Westmore did all talking because it's his show, and, uh, and and he said, and when he was finally over, he turned to me and said, "Well, let's see what you've done." I said, "Well, um, she either looks like a um, a space bounty hunter, or she's going to try to save you fifteen percent on your car." <laughs> <laughs> save you fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, but her outfit, uh, was, was perfect. It was mostly all leather. She just, and then there was a hood, uh, a burlap hood on her and she just, she looked fabulous. And, uh, uh, that's how they got around that, that little problem. I mean, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's always a way to solve a problem. And, and we did it and everybody loved it. They had a great time. So next question that I've got for you is, Let's just say I'm in the crowd and I'm yeah. someone that's going to come up and get the makeup job done. Is it, are you letting that person like, would, would I be able to say, Hey, I want, I would like to get done up as this, or is it more of a, you offer a couple choices of, of what you get to be. Um, when I, I, at the convention site, I used to do a, a stage presentation and we pick somebody from the audience and say, you know, okay, you want to get me out? Okay, come on up. Um, and, uh, it's already planned. I've already got the headpiece there. I've already got the nose or the wig or whatever. And the, I just say, do you have any allergies to a latex? The answer is no. He goes, okay, fine, good. And then I say, now I'm going to put you into me. How you get out of it is your own problem. <laughs> uh, because they want to wear it all day. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I tell them how to get out of it. You know, what you need, a little bit of alcohol or a Q-tip to, to uh, cut the adhesives and it'll come right off. And if you don't have alcohol in your own hand sanitizer that has alcohol in it, uh, it will work just as well. Nah, not just as well. It'd take a little longer, a little bit more of it, but, you know. Uh, and, and no, it's already decided what I'm going to do. Uh, and we put them in on the makeup and, and, uh, they have a good time. And, you know, and I get about 45 minutes to do it. And, and, uh, oh, that's how it goes. And, and usually it's a Klingon. I've done a couple of other, you know, put somebody into, into the pointed ears or, uh, uh, the jaw and nose or, you know, but mostly it's been Klingon. Have you had any instances? that you felt like, okay, this is a train wreck as we're going along and we're too far in. We had just have to kind of figure out how to get to the, the end of the track. Any, any setups where you just felt like, uh, okay, this is well, not going fighting me. And, and it's, and it's gonna uh, look like it, it ain't going to work. Uh, there's been a couple of times when, when, the, you know, I, an edge won't lay down or the adhesive that I was using 
uh, just wouldn't fit. Uh, there was one where I, you know, I came out on stage and uh, the, uh, we, we picked the volunteer, sat him in the chair, put the caper on and opened up the makeup kit and I forgot all my brushes. Oh, all now of them. This, this is where you find out that these are great, and you just use those instead of the brushes. You use your you're fingers instead of the brushes. Yeah, you're using a lot of alcohol between the fingers up between things, but it works out great. And and Q-tip. Uh, uh, in other words, I. I, I MacGyvered the whole thing. <laughs> and, and if I hadn't mentioned it, no one would have known the difference. But, you know, it, uh, uh, you told I, on I, yourself. Yeah. Self deprecating humor is, is, is a big part of what I do also. You know, I just, and then, you know, we'll, we'll start a demo and then I'll say, and I'll start applying the makeup. And I'll say, now, if anybody has any questions, you yell it out. Because if you don't ask questions, it's going to be 45 minutes of bad jokes. <laughs> so, and, 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 I, and, you know, it's just, I, I'm always afraid I'm going to bore somebody to death. And I don't want to do that. I want to entertain them. I want, to, I, I want them to, to be interested in what I'm doing and, and uh, have a good time. How do you entertain the room like that when you're trying to do something as intricate as putting on these these appliances, putting on this makeup, doing this transformation of a person from human to Klingon. I would I would think that that would be very distracting to try to do both. Have you ever been on a car trip and you have a passenger next to you? Yep. You have a conversation with them? Sure. Yeah. But you're still concentrating on driving. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Oh, okay. I know what okay. I'm doing. You know, like they, 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 what's the old phrase? This ain't my first rodeo. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I know what I'm doing, and and I can talk at the same time I'm doing something else, and and if I'm walking and chewing gum at the same time, that usually works out. <laughs> uh, yep. There, you know. I, I don't have a problem with, with any of it. And, and, uh, I just, I, I just, you know, I have a good time with it. I don't take it seriously. Uh, what I do, I take seriously, but I don't take the whole, the, the whole event itself so seriously that I can't have fun with it. Uh, it's, it's still entertaining, uh, to me. And I want them to, to have as much fun as I'm doing. Uh, as I'm having, putting the makeup on. And I think that's one of the things that you do something that you like, that it's an actual enjoyable experience to do when it feels like something that you want to do instead of something that something that's just a grind to pay the bills. Oh yeah, I don't work. I, I you know, it, um, uh, it, where they say uh, do something you enjoy and you'll never work a day in your life and uh, there have been times where I have worked a day in my life and I got out of that uh, now I do what I like to do and 
it's uh, it's great. I, I I don't have any problems with it at all, other than you know if I'm trying to make something or or I'm or in my own studio and and, and trying to put something together and uh, and it doesn't work and I and I have to start from scratch or or redo something or or whatever. Yeah, there's, there's always a little time. And this is working. Uh, all right, I got to go back to the drawing. That's just that happens. You know, it, it, that's all part and parcel of of anything you can do. Uh, but I'm having fun at the same time. You mentioned work on the Star Trek fan film side of it. Tell us about your experience in the fan film side. Is it similar to or very different than when you're doing makeup applications? at the conventions you, you have more time and they're filming it so it's got a it's got to look really good um uh, uh it was uh, an experience to remember long hours um you're uh, uh in in the makeup room and and you're you're uh, uh you have a different mindset as far as okay, uh, what 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 am I doing um, as far as techniques to make it look as real as possible? And now I've got the time to do it, so I can do those those intricate techniques and and uh, uh, make it uh, as you know, it's something that someone will will sit down in front of the screen and watch and say, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That, that. that was good. Oh, that's amazing. That is excellent. Do you do you enjoy the work on the fan films? Do you feel like this is a very fulfilling use of the skills and talents? And is it something you would maybe prefer doing more of? But, you know, but, uh, I, I enjoy it. You know, it, it was fun. A lot of work. A little, little more pressure, a little more uh, uh, intense, uh, but you still, if, if you uh, organize, think logically, take it step by step, don't let it overtake what you're doing. Um, uh, what and what what you what you want the outcome to be, uh, it, it all flows together. Uh, um, yeah, you, you can you can get on your nerves a little bit, and you got to watch it. You know. It, Step back, take a breath. Okay, now let's do this. Let's do this. And, and think about uh, the work itself rather than uh, somebody else's schedule or we, we got to get this done. Oh, come on. We, we got to, you know, it takes what it takes. In other words, you can't fight this. Uh, yeah. uh, it takes X amount of time to do uh, something and, and make it look good. And it takes what it takes. You know, I I, I always think about that that the scene from uh, God, I can't remember which, what what film it was. Uh, um, Charlton Heston played uh, Michelangelo, and uh, the Pope would come in and see him up there painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, and the running gag in certain scenes was, <clears throat> "When will you be done?" The Pope would yell, when will you be done? And he'd yell down, when I'm finished. <laughs> it's done when it's done. Yeah, yeah. 
So um, if you are in the chair, let's put yourself in there. Don't know if you've already done this, but what is your choice? How would how would someone that is you, if you swapped with an audience member, what is that you want to get makeup done as? Uh, Klingon, Romulan, Vulcan, what would be your choice? Uh, in the second internet film I did, Star Trek Katamba, I was one of the Klingons. And I did my own makeup. That's how I started doing my own makeup. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's, you're, you're doing everything that you would do normally when you put makeup on somebody, only you're doing it to yourself, which means you're doing it in the mirror, which means you're doing it backwards. <laughs> All right. uh, so, but I already did that. I did that for years, uh, uh, and uh, uh, and then when I had to do it again for Katamba, uh, it was supposed to be one because I forgot. Oh my! No, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to do this, and but it worked out. It, it worked out, uh, and I've I, I've done myself as cleaning out many times. Vulcan, that, that was one of the first ones that I did when I worked at a radio station in Florida mm-hmm. uh, for for the Halloween uh, gig. And uh, I had a monster maroon uh, outfit done up and put the ears on. And uh, I actually cut my hair like Bach and dyed it black. So, Very immersive. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done that again. Uh, anyway, it, uh, when I did that at a, at a couple of uh, radio stations that I worked at, um, uh, and I've, I've done other makeup. There's one of the first ones that I really did when, before all that stuff, I uh, I did myself up as a distance uh, from Beauty and the Beast. And I have a picture of it somewhere. I think it's on my Facebook, I think. Uh, in one of my folders. Uh, boy, Audi, did that turn out good? Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it did. But it, uh, it, it uh, came out good. Um, uh, I was on, I think I a Skeletor one year and, and uh, it's just, it's fun. Skeletor. I, I think yeah. I would want to be Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that was before I, I knew what I was doing. Uh-huh. And, I had two different uh, skull pieces that I, I cut up and put together and, and did it uh, did it all in pancake white makeup and, and uh, had the black outfit and the black cape and the and the staff and the uh, anyway it, it was it was fun I had a good time on that Beetlejuice I did that a couple of times <coughs> and, uh, the hardest the hardest part about Beetlejuice is the voice. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you talk like Beetlejuice all night. I guarantee you, the next day you don't have the voice. No, that would be difficult to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not difficult to do. It's just very strange on a vocal cord, and uh, especially when when you're doing it at a at a bar and you're doing it all night. Yeah. And, and you're talking like that, and you're drinking, and you're running around, and you're, and you're having fun, you know. When I play with the kids, there are times where 
we'll role play and I'm playing the part of Batman. Well, I get immersive. If I'm going to be Batman, I'm going to be Batman. So I do the voice, do the whole thing. I did Batman too. Yeah. And then, then I got hired to do Batman in an autorama. And they had me there with some girl playing Catwoman. And we were with, uh, uh, the car, uh, from, uh, Michael Keaton movie. And, uh, uh, kids believed it. <laughs> so, you know, and then I did it at, uh, at a couple of the bar appearances from the radio station and, uh, at a car dealership. I think I played Batman at a car dealership. So, uh, you played Batman at a car dealership? Yeah, many, many years ago. What was uh, that like? Few, I want to hear that story. And a few pounds ago. So. Uh, well, no, it was just, they, they just had characters. That that picture is uh, in one of my Facebook photos. It's called Radio Days. Uh, uh, they, they had uh, uh, people dress up as different old Hollywood characters, and then, and then uh, mine was, was uh, Batman. And the only thing that I did very strange at that time uh, during a break, uh, I went into the service bay and climbed halfway up a wall and because uh, they wanted a picture of me and, and you know up high and that man looming down and they thought I'll go as high as I can I have vertigo and I'm not fond of heights and you went so, how high? about halfway up the wall so I was about 10, 10 feet or higher up the wall than uh uh, I, uh, when you're watching someone doing that, it's different than when you're the person up there. You feel like you're a whole lot higher. Yeah, yeah. Well, do it in an outfit that has a cowl that you can barely see out of, and you're climbing and see up. You know, and you can't turn your head. Oh, I could. Yeah. On oh, that outfit, because that's always been kind of the trope with the Batman costume: is can't can't move your head, can't turn it. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's there's ways to do it. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, and I I said they got one shot of it because I'm not doing it again. <laughs> and uh, now it's it, it takes an act of Congress to get me a step ladder. Uh, <laughs> I can't do it anymore, and, and I'm too old. For, I feel like Danny Glover. <laughs> we you get know what his, You know what his line was from from uh, uh, that movie with. Uh, What's his name? I'm too old for this. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Danny Glover, the actor, plays the part of uh, John Murtaugh in the yeah. Lethal Weapon series. Lethal Weapon, that was it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I don't, uh, I, I, I don't play that game anymore. And because and, I am too old. Uh, uh, but it was, it was uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And, uh, it's not like we were when we were younger. You can get up on a wall or ladder like that, take a drop, pick yourself up, dust yourself off. Now yeah. it's something's going to get broken and EMT is going to have to show up. It's now it's a whole situation and things are going badly. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling well. I'm not doing anything that I've never had a broken bone. Never. Neither have I. So knock on wood. I pulled every tendon that I have. I sprained both ankles. 
and uh, both birds. But that was when I was young and stupid. And uh, uh, I used to have, I, I had horses for a long period of time. And uh, uh, not all together, just one at a time, just horse to horse, you know. And uh, I joined a, a weekend uh, troop of guys that, that uh, would put on Western shows at different stables in the area that had these little Western towns. And, and they were all, they were just all weekend cowboys. One guy was a, a sergeant at uh, uh, the Air Force Base near here. Another guy worked in Steers. Another guy worked, uh, you know, where mail, mailing. Mm-hmm. But on the weekend, they were cowboys. And I got drafted into that little troop because I was the only, they were all afraid of horses. They're weekend cowboys putting on Western shows, and none of them would go near a horse. So I got drafted into the little troop, and if any one of the skits required anything to do with a horse, I had to play that character. So I've been thrown, kicked, dragged, bit, fell on, uh, and I'm paying for that now. <laughs> wow! Why? We did we did the stuff that the that professional stunt people do, but we didn't use pads and we didn't get paid. <laughs> the owner of the stable would do was buy our gunpowder and bear grease for for the blanks for our guns. Yeah. So and and but I love that. I had a great time. I you know uh, uh, and I missed it, but I'm not doing it again. I'm not going to get on a horse. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be 69. I, I want a few more years before, you know. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not taking chance. <laughs> you know, I, I can only imagine if when I turn 69, I'm still in this chair doing podcasts. I don't see why not, but I, I don't know. I I had this existential crisis because this started a few years ago. I'm going to be 46 this month, but there have been several times where I say to myself, you know, for all intents and purposes, and it's not too far out of the realm of possibility that I'm only halfway through life expectancy, halfway there. And when you think about where you're at at that age, all the stuff you've gone through, everything you've done, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, oh my God, I could not do, I can't do another 45 years of this. And just your brain just blue screens on you. And, you know, at the, at the thought of that. Wow. Uh, you're a puppy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I yeah. was still having a really good time when I was 40. <laughs> well, you know, we can't we can't bounce bounce up like we used to. I mean, back in the back in the day when we were in our college, our twenties and such, just we didn't know any better, and we were very resilient. We could just bounce back from any of that stuff. Now the hip's going to get broken. Yeah, well, that's, I knew better when I was in my twenties. I just did it anyway. <laughs> And, uh, I was lucky. I was living on borrowed time. Well, uh, no more borrowed time. It's, uh, but anyway, that's enough of that depressing crap. 
how long do you see yourself doing the conventions and the makeup set of is this, this something that you'll continue long term? Uh, long as they call me and say, yeah, okay, you're, you, you gotta, you gotta do this kind of, you gotta do that kind, or do you want to do this one or that one? Yeah, sure, yeah. As long as I'm having fun, the day it becomes work, I don't want to do it anymore. If I ever make it to a convention that you're at, I definitely need to try to find you so I can get dressed up like a Klingon. I think I've got the look for it, the Klingon look. Hopefully, uh, I think that would be pretty cool to walk around. I'm a, I'm a tall guy. I'm six foot five. I played football, so I'm built like a lineman. Dress me up as a Klingon. That's a scary Klingon. Yeah, that's that's, that's an opposing figure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the good side that one of the strangest things is um, uh, when you put somebody in the chair and the makeup works and everything looks great and everything, it just comes out really good. You always tell them, I said, now, be prepared because you're going to count the steps you take when you walk because it'll be no more than 10 or 12 and somebody will want to pick and then you're going to take another 12 steps and somebody's going to want a picture. And you're going to be doing that all day. I think they don't realize that when they're getting the makeup done is, oh, shit, you're right. All Now you can't really get much done. You spend the rest of the day getting pictures taken. Which is, which is fabulous because you've made somebody happy. Sure. And that's it. It, that's the whole purpose of being at a convention. It's entertaining. Have fun. Uh, do that sort of thing. When I was with a fan club, we used to do that, uh, and, uh, uh, get money, uh, for charity. Um, I just, I, I never wanted to get into makeup just for the sake of getting into makeup and go around and sprut. Right. That's fun for about three minutes and then, okay, I'm bored. Yeah. Uh, Oh, either I want to go home or find a water hole. So, um, that, that wasn't my agenda. I had a whole different agenda than, 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 uh, uh the other people in, in that fan club and, and what other, uh, other people have, uh, when they go to a convention and uh, get into makeup. And, uh, my agenda worked out just fine. Thank you very much. And, uh, <laughs> Um, I am where I'm at uh, because I want to be where I'm at. And that's the bottom line of it. That is. And it seems like you're really happy with what you do and yeah. something you like doing that you enjoy doing. You're kind of, you're calling your own plays now. Try to. I don't do anything I don't want to do. That's, so uh, what do you do in your free time, your actual free time when you're not, doing the makeup. Uh, is this take care of the take care of the office, try to uh talk to people on Facebook here and there. Um uh, um and I uh I got something called Studio Cat. Uh, and uh now uh, another uh little getting around here so you know um uh, and try to come up with stuff in, in the studio that uh, uh, somebody else might want. Uh, and then, of course, there's movies. I'm a movie freak. 
So it's uh, but just Western, mostly Western. Uh, sometimes science uh, fiction. Well, I would think working with a science fiction franchise, you'd like science fiction. Yeah, and, <laughs> and yeah, I kind of be in the mood for it sometimes. Gotcha. Uh, uh, my yeah, everybody has a home base that they go to. Uh, when, when you're all, uh, I feel confused or, I'm, or uh, life's getting too much. I, I, I got to kick back and relax. I, I, I got to go some home plate, home plate. That's it. That's mm-hmm. for me. It's really Western. And if it's a Western, it's John Wayne Western. And that's, uh, uh, that's where I go. I have the ability to, and in a movie, no, no matter what movie I'm watching, I can take, if it's, a, if it's a 90 minute or a two hour movie, I can take a two hour vacation. Okay. And it's two hours. I'm ready to go again. Wow. That's spectacular. That is awesome. So, I want to ask you this uh, as we uh, start to wrap up. I like to keep these between 30, 45 minutes. Just yeah. seems like to be the, the sweet spot for those podcast interviews. Do you have anything, any upcoming work or projects, uh, social medias, anything that you want to get out there so that more people can hear about it, anything that you'd like our audience to hear or know about that you've got coming up? Uh, I don't know that uh, when the next convention is going to be. Uh, when I know, I put it on Facebook. Um, I don't uh, I do not do a lot of social media. I, I'm, I Twitter, the Facebook, all, uh, I mean, uh, Twitter and, uh, FaceTime and, and all that other, uh, photo, whatever. I don't do it. I don't even know what some of them are called anymore. So I, you know, I don't care. Um, but I, I have enough just trying to keep up with Facebook. Uh, but, uh, and I don't have a website. Um, so when I know what I'm going to do, I put it on Facebook and, you know, so I think I have Facebook. another coming, uh, coming up in November. I'm not sure. Uh, and then in February, it looks like I'm going back to upstate New York, but I don't know until that happens. So I, and, and I don't talk about them uh, until uh, a contract is signed or, or we know for sure what's going on. Uh, yeah. Who knows Las Vegas next year? I don't know. I, you know, I just take them as they come. So for anyone that wants to get some more info updates, so just to follow John Paladin on Facebook, anything yep. he's got coming up or working on, you will see there. And John, I wanted to say again, thank you very much for taking the time out to talk to me about your work. Really appreciate it. I hope you'll enjoy the rest of your evening. Didn't want to take up too much of your time. And I'm going to be keeping an eye on as well. And hopefully we'll end up at a same convention because I, I definitely want to see if I can get some Klingon work done on me. I think that would be very imposing, pretty intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> enjoy it. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can support us at patreon.com slash beyond Trek. We are Beyond Trek Podcast. Lower your inhibitions and surrender your years. We will add inspirational and hilarious Trek content to your day. Your attention will adapt to subscribe to us. Resistance is futile.